88 counties, three friends, one podcast. Welcome to the Ohio Bubble. I'm Nick. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Katie. And today we are delving into Hamilton County. But first, we are going to do a question for you guys to get to know us. And that question today is, what season would you be? You knew your answer. So I know. As soon as, the, as soon as I read it, I knew um, I am summer. Not because I'm a bubbly, happy person, but because I like heat. I hate cold. I love sun. I am in my element when it is 88 degrees and sunny, which is like the slightest little breeze. I'm so but sad when fall comes. That's your favorite season, so, uh, not the season that you are. Well, what season do you think? Uh, you know what? Let's no. do a better one. Let's what do- season do you guys do we think that each other are? Oh, I like that. Well, I think you're spring because you're constantly breaking the ice every time I see you with those questions. Oh, but I'm tis. But I'm tsh. Okay. I I was going to say. That, that was literally just an opportunity to make a dumb joke. <laughs> you know what? Dumb joke made. I appreciate it. I was going to say winter or spring, but not like heavy winter, like going into winter where you're not like in the depth of it because you can still have. There's still life outside. <laughs> so you're saying I'm only half dead inside? Exactly. Or, or... No, there's life outside. You're dead there's inside. Life out, that's it. There's life outside, but you're still you're dead inside. Okay. There's that. But then you could also be spring of new life and new growth. So even though you look dead on the outside, you're very living on the inside. You guys have talked to me before, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. I know who you are. Okay. So there's, yeah, I would go either early winter or early spring. Okay. Huh. Honestly, spring was probably the one that I, I would have said that I wasn't. Because I feel like spring is, you know, very happy, bubbly. I'm I'm sorry. Was it March comes in like a lion out like a lamb? Is that March? That's March. Yeah. yeah but Except it sometimes goes the other but way. Then it, but spring yeah. doesn't start until the very end of March. And I'm not a lamb. No offense to the lambs out there. <laughs> no, but you you are a strong personality like early spring. Okay. You know what? I You're like a strong answer. personality like early spring or early winter where you have crazy fluctuations of temperatures. And <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you are you are not chaotic. Yeah, no, you're 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 chaotic, but not in a bad way. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. I like that. All right. So Nick. Nick. What is Nick? What does Nick think that he is? Well, yeah, what do you think you are? Um I think that I am fall because I'm always I'm in the process, I'm in a lifelong process of cooling off. I was also gonna go fall. I was gonna say fall too. And but I not cannot, for that reason. I can't really put my finger on why I just picture fall with you. Because I, I disappoint you all the time. <laughs> no, fall doesn't disappoint me. No. That's January. <laughs> here's here's how okay. I think you are fall. Kind of cozy. Co- there's a coziness. There is a slowing down of life in the fall, getting back into a routine. But there's also this undercurrent of this tumultuous undercurrent that leads us into Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. So you have this big energy that it's 
you're it takes a long you're, time you're calming to show up. down you're calming it's like there's a slowing down of the season itself but then there's this energy about fall that leaps us into the holiday season and that kind of reminds me of you I, not because you're like slow whatever you said you're constantly cal- you're constantly calming down or coming off of what how do you phrase it you're like constantly not angry constantly in the process of of slowing down in in terms of Okay. Basically, the, I'm learning to be more chill. You are yes. the most calm of the three of us. You are the most calm of the three of us. By far. <laughs> but I don't think that's, I think it's a, you have a steady, you have a, you have a steady, what, still waters run deep. That's a good one. Idea. Yeah. You are a very calm person, but underneath you have this energy that carries you through. Yeah. That's why I say you're fall. I think, and I think that fall is probably the most dependable season. Like fall mm-hmm. almost always is about the same every year. Yep. Like it's going to, you know, sometimes you're going to get snow earlier. Sometimes it's going to be a little warmer. But for the most part, you can pretty much predict what a fall, a fall is going be. to be like. Yeah. Un- unlike winter, can yeah. either mm-hmm. be horrible or it can be super mm-hmm. mellow. Mm-hmm. Um, spring can be all over. It could be torrential spring, downpours. Spring is literally anything. Yeah. Fair game. Yeah. Oh, I understand why you guys are calling me spring now. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Spring I'm, is fair game. I'm realizing the the connection, <laughs> connection you guys had to that with me. And then like summer, it could summer. be uh, it could be a mild summer or it could be 90 degrees. Yeah. For a f- whole month. Yeah. No, I think I I I, I do. I think that I fall is fall. a great one for you, and well, I love that. One of us needs to be, you know. I think we need someone. <laughs> one of us needs season. to be steady. Yes. And it's not going to be Kelsey and me. It, well, Katie, I I'm feeling summer for you. I was going to say summer, too. You oh, are. Yeah, sorry, I didn't let you answer for yourself. It's okay. No, no, no. That's summer. No, you're a summer. Yeah. You're just happier. And warm. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, you're the happiest Even one Even though I us. run cold. You are a summer through well, and through. Well, thank you. I I try. I don't know what, how I try, but just for you guys. You're always smiling. Oh, that's because I'm constantly either on the verge of going insane or, you know, being depressed. So. And those are the two types of summer. Exactly. <laughs> it all makes sense. And you're her favorite season. And you're my favorite Aww. season. No offense. Well, I don't okay, so if, you, if your favorite season is spring. Sorry, no, your favorite season is summer, but you're spring. What's, what's your favorite season? What's your favorite season? I'm my own favorite season. Fall? Mm-hmm. Wow, you narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> Katie? I'm going to have early fall. I'm going to specify early fall. Because later fall... I'm actually going to. I don't like. I don't like after daylight savings. Because it's wet. I yeah, it's wet. But also after daylight savings, I still want my daylight savings. I want my sun up when I'm awake. That's it. So I have to specify that that after that time shift, I'm done. I actually agree with you. Um, Yeah, it's it's fall up to the time shift and not beyond. And then after the time shift, it becomes winter, even though it's not really. It becomes boring winter. It becomes. The boring parts of winter. Yeah. I have a... Not that anyone really likes the other parts of winter either, but... No, there are some people who... Some psychopaths who love winter, and I'm just like... Well, skiers. Uh, To be fair, I do enjoy skiing, and but I don't like winter. I also think it really depends on what kind of winters one has encountered. Exactly. That they... That's true. We have not... You have experienced the lake effect. I cannot. Talk about lake effect, Kelsey. Go ahead. (laughs) Re-traumatize. Be (laughs) re-traumatized with that. Um... There's been more than one occasion that we've had over 20 inches of snow in 12 hours. We've had um, 
ice storms where it's state of emergency. Nobody had, nobody had power for days. Yeah. Ooh. My, to, to have like. Did you have like, to light a fire in the house? No, because we didn't have a fireplace. Our, our farmhouse from 1870 didn't have a fireplace. No, it, it had two hidden windows. It had two That's hidden windows. That's why I said in the house, not in the fireplace. That would make sense. But um, I Just remember. Just like open a space in the middle of the living room. Yeah, right. No, but I remember because like we had, you know, we had all like freezers full of food and all that stuff. And my mom was like, what are we going to do? Because it's going to defrost even though it's so cold outside and all the meat's going to melt. And she's like, and I don't want to put outside. it outside because we don't want the animals oh, to get right. it. Uh, and I was like, put it on the balcony. There is no stairs to the balcony. And she was like, oh, so how, you, wait, how did you get to the balcony then? There's a door. Oh, okay. Well, so I feel like well, you have the, so um, you have, like, oh, a bunch oh, of birds sorry. coming. I don't know. Probably not because you, it was dead of winter. It was dead of winter. There would have been no animals. Yeah, um, that's and then like brilliant. the stuff that we used a lot, like drinks and all that stuff. <laughs> I think <laughs> we, we opened one of the dining room windows and we put it on the porch in the snow. So like when I went to get like a glass of milk or something, I'd have to open the window, grab the jug of milk, (laughs) pour it, put it back in the snow. One of my favorite things about Ohio winters is your garage becomes your secondary refrigerator and freezer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So Kelsey, you don't have to worry about lake effect today because we are going to literally the furthest part of the state from where you're from. Literally the exact opposite. Hamilton County. So, history. Let's start with the beginnings. Well, the very beginning of the county was with the Sims Purchase. Yep. This was made by a very prominent gentleman named John Cleves Sims, who um, was actually a member of the Continental Congress representing New Jersey, but he moved to Ohio in 1788 after making this purchase. It was really controversial. Sims was a major benefactor of the Revolutionary American Army, and a lot of the money he put in was used to print bills, and then he used those bills to pay for this land. So it's like he kind of became his own lender. It's kind of a weird thing. It's shady. it, it, It really is. I mean, not back then, but, you but know. It was really controversial at the time. And he actually, despite being a really important figure in in early American history, he actually spent the last years of his life trying to defend his purchase from people making claims on it because of partly the way it was surveyed. So Hamilton County was um, is one of the original counties. It was founded in 1790. So, but so it, a little bit after... Sims made little, his A little bit after the Sims made his purchase. But in 1803 is when Ohio became a state. That's when all the counties were formed. Due to, quote, numerous errors when they surveyed, the irregular northern boundary was formed. So the shape of Hamilton County had numerous errors during its surveying. And I don't know. That's just very Ohio of it. It did, but it had a really strange size history after that too it, there's some interest yeah because you're about to hit i think you're about to hit yeah I, yeah because a couple years later in 1792 a whole bunch of territory was added to hamilton county and that included 
a huge chunk of Ohio and the entire southern peninsula of Michigan. So yeah, Michigan, we used to own you. We still do. So the county was essentially as big as a state. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, pieces broke off. Michigan broke off. And then- We didn't want you anyway. Exactly. But yeah, so many other counties were just things that broke off from Hamilton. Um, and Sims's purchase, to- his original purchase was larger than just Hamilton County it was, as well. It was crazy big. Now, um, I had something about John Cleve Sims. Go for it. Um, did you know he is the father of Anna Sims, who was the wife of William Henry Harrison? So he was the father-in-law of the president, William Henry Harrison, and the grandfather of Benjamin. Who was also I feel president. like I feel like I read that yeah. and didn't quite mm-hmm. track it through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is cool. They were so, from uh, the Sims. Well, she was from North Bend and then all the Harrisons then became from North Bend. Yep. I wonder if there are any Harrisons and left in the county. The Harrisons. It's gotta be. Also, um, the museum for the Harrison family and the Harrison tomb is in a town called Cleves after Cleves Sims. Mm-hmm. I have the William Henry Harrison Memorial in North Bend. Um, they're right next to each other, so it's kind of... Oh, so it's probably like the same thing. Yeah, I, I found the uh, the Harrison Sims Memorial Foundation website really interesting because they have, in quotes, one-of-a-kind artifacts. I always love it when people put quotes on things that, that don't belong. Like, quote, frequent stops. That's in a, that's in a truck. That's on a truck in, in in our complex. And I'm like, what what constitutes a quote on frequent stops? Well, then there's the two men in a truck movers who have the in quotes movers who care, and the only thing that would be worse than that is movers who quote care. care. Yeah. Well, that one I can kind of see because like maybe someone like that's somebody said someone it once said, said it, something. and then that's why they quote it because it yeah. is a quote. But the yeah. frequent. Stops. That's not a quote. That's not a quote. <laughs> that's a that's information. Yep. Um. And then what was your one of a kind artifact? One of a kind artifacts. See, if someone, someone quotes, probably quoted that, if someone's quoting one of a kind artifacts, it's making me think it's like those sarcastic quotes that I just exactly. did yeah. a few minutes ago. Like, is it really see. one of a kind artifacts? But I feel like that's that's the idea. It's one of a kind artifact. So like or maybe they I are one of a kind, but nobody cares. Correct. Maybe. Which I, I feel mean, like this is... I feel like we need to go and, and be judges ourselves. And be like, are yeah. these really one well, of a kind artifacts? They didn't have a lot of information about what their exhibitions were. I'm actually kind of curious to see what they do have. Be interesting. Do you, oh, do you mind have, if I go into I the, the museum? To, no, go for yeah. it. I was like, I, I have nothing about the museum. Okay. It's all you. So, uh, the the Harrison Sims Memorial is at the site of the graves of President William Henry Harrison and his father-in-law John Cleve Sims and wife and first lady Anna Sims, who interestingly. Never got to live at the White House because William Henry Harrison yep. died, died so quickly. She's the only one. She's the only first lady who never lived in the White House. Well, place. except for Martha Bef- Washington. Well, once the White House was yeah. built. Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there were other first ladies. No. There. no. It was built, but she never got a chance to live there because her husband already died. Okay. She's also the first one who was widowed in the White House. Yep. Sadly, not the last. In the White House. <laughs> quote right. in. Quote in the White House. Because like she, I think I think she was Too ill during, like, when he was inaugurated. Yeah. So that's why she wasn't there for that, which... Okay. Good, because she also would have died in that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If she was already sick, she was never going to survive. Nope. Their, their uh, FAQ for the museum and memorial has a question, 
why is the grass so untrimmed at the cemetery? And the answer is, it's become a preserve of something called running buffalo clover, which is an endangered species of clover that used to depend on buffalo to like manage it and to keep it growing. And now it's just managed by people. So it's growing on the cemetery and they um, can't mow they in can't parts mow of, it. of it. I feel like that's something where you could like hand out seeds and be like, go grow your own. I know. I like, I guess it's hard to take care of. Have you heard of this trend about not having a lawn and you have, have like, a clover lawn? Have a clover lawn? But I want to make a clover lawn because you don't really have to maintain it once you get it. No, but here's the thing. You know what will be in that clover lawn? Bees. Yes. I love bees. I know you love bees, but I would never come visit you. You don't have to go outside. You have to be outside to go inside and you're going to be swarmed with bees. No. No. Mm. Bees don't swarm unless they have a reason to swarm. Okay. There and if they have a field of, of clover, if they have a field of clover, they don't care about matter. you. It doesn't matter. I would be terrified. I could not be by your house. I, I, Even down the street, I feel like I would see bees flying around your house. I'd be like, absolutely not. I went to Tim Hortons this morning and I'm, I'm at the drive-thru getting my coffee and- Did it be rolling? I, I thought that's what happened. I tell the guy and he's like, oh yeah, no, that's just been here in the kitchen. What? <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did you then say, oh, never mind. You can keep whatever you were going to give me because I would have. No, my response was like, okay, good luck with that. There was a bee in the kitchen? I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, there was a bee in the kitchen. I, I see a bee flying around. I was like, oh, man, it must have gotten in with the, the, the window when he opened it. It looked like he just came in. Oh. And the guy's I like, mean, nope, nope, that was just here. To be fair, I mean, the... There has I mean, it's a window. Yeah, insects are going to fly in. Yeah, I'm sure they've gotten bees. I'm sure they've gotten flies. I'm sure they've gotten well, yeah, but crazy. I I wanted to let him know because I didn't think he saw it. Yeah, but I feel like I guess he saw it earlier with. in the day when it came in the first place. Yeah, I feel like, like I mean, nope, it's nope, like, nope, that's our bee. It's like birds and Costco's or Sam's. But I feel like it's like birds and Costco's or Sam's, where it's like, yeah, they just get in. You got to deal with it, but you can get them out. So anyway. Anyway, so we have clover, uh, clover lawn on running buffalo clover lawn on the cemetery. Great memory for the name. Was I right? Yeah. yeah. Running buffalo clover? Yeah. <gasps> Dear diary. <laughs> today I remembered something. <laughs> so I, I, the thing we forgot to mention about Hamilton, the very important thing is that it's the county that Cincinnati's in. We're not going to be talking about Cincinnati today because we're going to do an episode on Cincinnati. Uh, we got a few things to say about Cincinnati, but we're trying to make it not... Um, the only other thing I can find about the history of Hamilton County that isn't directly related to the city of Cincinnati is Morgan's Raid, which was the Confederate oh, raiding party. that. Uh, but I think it just passed through, right? It passed through, but they did attack the town of Harrison. Still Morgan's shopping. raid was a Confederate attack into Ohio that just went from town to town and basically raided. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just they, Ohio; it was like Ohio, it was Ohio Indiana, Indiana, I think Kentucky. Kentucky. They had to come; well, they, they were coming up through. So yeah, yeah. it kind of makes sense to hit Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, all that. The they time. really just wreaked havoc for a while before they were stopped. Um, I think near the border between West Virginia and Ohio. Um, actually pretty close to the last county we talked about, Washington mm -hmm. County. 
That's why I know the name because I think I read about that during when we were doing that history. Possibly, yeah. That. Like, and Washington County is the other end of Southern Ohio, mm-hmm. and this was multiple states. This yeah. is just Hamilton. So Hamilton, Hamilton County most is um, southwest. Washington is southeast. Yep. Just map wise. Yep. Yeah, and the um, funny thing about Morgan's Raid is, um, essentially, it meant nothing. No, it like just, it made no dip. It made absolutely no impact on the Civil War like, because they didn't attack military targets. Right? They just yeah. they Went like Nick raided. said. They just wreaked havoc, and yeah. they're like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm here to party." Yeah, and then that's it. It was yeah. useless. <laughs> Ohioans have kind of this weird pride about it. It's like, "Hey, we were we had a battle in the Civil War as well." Even though it wasn't exactly a battle. It was a battle. Okay. To be fair, it was part of the Civil War. It There was no purpose to it, but that's not the point. There were battles during the Civil War in Ohio. The point does not make... The, the point makes no difference. It was military or chaotic. I didn't find a lot about the history directly, so I ended yeah. up going into Google Maps... Okay. And just kind of searching around the county for things of interest. I took a virtual road trip, as I often do, and found all of these little hidden treasures throughout the rural and suburban parts of Hamilton County. So How that's many where hours I'll go do from you here. spend on these uh, virtual trips? I'm just wondering. Well, it's not always for the podcast. Sometimes I just do it for fun. I know, but I'm just asking, how, like... How many hours do you, you spend? You know, like it? an hour and a half at a time, oh, okay. and I do it every couple weeks. Okay, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's an unusual thing. I don't know anyone else who who does that for fun, but it's it's definitely a part of my life. One day so, we're we're gonna make those road trips a reality, though. Oh, absolutely. So, what'd you find? Well, right next to North Bend is Cleves, which is. So the, the Harrison Museum, the Harrison Sims Museum, is like right between North Bend and Cleves. North Bend, by the way, is a reference to the fact that it's on a northern bend on the Ohio River. So South Bend, Indiana is on a south bend of a river? Presumably, yeah. I don't know what river, but... Okay. And like if you look at the map, I don't think it's the north... It's not the northernmost point on the Ohio River because it no. goes much further north. But in that area, it's like the northernmost point point so it's the north bend of the ohio yeah you learn something new every day so in cleves one hidden gem is the cincinnati and whitewater canal tunnel and that was designed for a canal and it even included a towpath for the boats and that was unusual for for canal tunnels i didn't even know they made tunnels for canals until i read this like Hmm. That would be so freaky being in a boat and then going through a tunnel. I mean, it would be like the 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 scene from Willy Wonka. Wonka. That's, That's literally Willy what Wonka. I just thought of. Was that scene yeah. from Willy Wonka? Six people died in the construction of this thing when it collapsed partway. It was converted to a railway tunnel in 1863 because railways were rapidly replacing canals as the dominant mode of transportation. And then that rail died, and it was abandoned in 1888. A full 112 years later, it became an official Ohio... It received an official Ohio historical marker. But Because there, six people died there? Like, what... Because 
it's there. <laughs> That's... There, to be fair, history happened there. there there's not a, a lot of it. canal tunnels in the world. That's true. And canals were a huge part of the, the growth of the state. And, yeah, there, there was multiple mentions in the Wikipedia page of how not many people remember that it's here. And the tunnel actually that. goes, like, onto part of the Sims property and is, like, it, it abuts the graveyard so, so are there it, it still, cuts very close to... Did you find out if there are still Sims in the area? I didn't find anything about Sims people. I know there's a ton like of roads, but uh, yeah, I don't know about the, 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 the descendants. Ancestors. Okay. Um, I would imagine Simses and Harrisons are still pretty present around there and still... Well, they're the namesake of a lot of things because they were important people, and I imagine there's still some important... Yeah. And actually... Um, I forgot about this. I must have put this note somewhere else. John Cleve Sims had a nephew who ironically... I have him. Okay. John Cleve Sims Jr., I want to say his name Yep. Is. Which, I don't know, like, the, the, the workings of John Cleve Sims having a nephew called John Cleve Sims Jr. It's like, was his brother also John Cleve Sims? Well, I think it was just because it was named for, for his uncle. Yeah. So, I don't think you're a junior if you're named after your uncle. So... Fun fact about John Cleve Sims Jr. He was a big proponent of one of my personal favorite conspiracy theories. <gasps> and one of your personal favorite conspiracy theories. Hollow Earth. Yes! He ah! was he was really into Hollow Earth. Um And he innovated the theory. He really did. I think someone I've I wanna find it again, but someone like called him like the the Newton of our generation. The Newton of the West, the, his supporters, not his supporters. Yeah, not, not people who actually <laughs> knew science, not, people, not the real people who know science, but like his but the supporters people who supported this idea. Called him the Newton of the West. Like I'm so he, here for this, Kelsey. He went to town with this. Um, his his theory described five concentric spheres, and that we could live inside the middle one. And I think he called he gave it a name. Um, Wait, this is. He's the one who came up with that idea? No, 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 no. There's part of that theory that it's, he came he, up like, with. He like he modified that he modified the original theory to his own little oh, okay. his own little one. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, he, he did not come up with the five circle, the five rings, and the the, the five core, cores of the earth. Should I say what he did come up with? Um, yeah, please educate me. The the thing educate. that he originated was the idea that there are holes in the poles where you can enter. Yes, and they're called oh, uh, the Sims it. holes. Sims. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's where I know that. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, no, that uh, Hollow Earth has been around for. I was yeah. like, Hollow Earth has been around forever. So the fact that it's like he originated those five, what? Okay, no, but he but, came up with the Sims yeah. holes, and that's why they're not called Sims holes. That is why they are called Sims holes. Okay, and yeah, and so yeah, that's the nephew. He lived a couple counties to the north. I yeah, believe. there's actually a. Um, so ever, all I think a bunch of the Sims were all buried in a in a in a cemetery in it was Butler County because it's in yeah. Hamilton the city. I Ohio, have information about that by the way, which is not in Hamilton County. No, it's not. So uh-huh. because we had to be confused. No, right? No, there's a I reason. I was so mad because nope. there's well, a reason for it. I understand that there's a reason for it. I didn't realize that Hamilton City and Hamilton me. County were two different things. Yes. So like I had a bunch of stuff about and I and then I was like, wait a second, this is Hamilton City. This is not right. 
So I had to get rid of Hamilton. Oh, Kelsey. I didn't have that much. So it wasn't terrible. But um, so a bunch of the Sims were all buried in this cemetery in Butler County. Yes. And then all of them but him were moved. I'm pretty sure that the family was like, (laughs) even in death, we want want you away. I read that his son made his entire living on selling his father's theories, though. All right. Well, while you guys are doing that, you want some fast, fun facts? Yes. That I, I find interesting. You know how much I love the statistics of counties. In Hamilton County, there are 16 cities. Four are partially in the county. Milford, Sharonville, Loveland, and Fairfield. Loveland, isn't that the Loveland Frog? That is the Loveland Frog. Yes, and Loveland Castle. And we'll we'll talk about Loveland Frog. I have have Loveland Loveland Castle Castle too. We've talked about the Loveland Frog though. But we did talk about Loveland Frog, which if you missed that episode, just listen to the episode. There are 19 villages. Now, here's the thing. These are all based on population. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't know what the population of a city versus a village is, but we're just going to go with it. There are... Smaller. Yeah. Yes, I understand that it goes down, but I don't know where the population number cutoff is. Like, city is like, village is like 3,000 or less or 3,000 to 1,000. I don't know what the distinction is. Um, I know that uh, I came from a township and we had, I think, at one census, like 1,100 people. Yeah, so I, I know that a township is, so it goes city, village, township, census-designated place, and then unincorporated, unincorporated communities. Yep, and the, Hamilton has all of them. So there are 12 townships in Hamilton County. Three are defunct, which have been wrapped up into other townships now. There are 51 census-designated places. There's one that is partially in the county, which is a Loveland Park, but... But the best names, oh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So then there are three unincorporated communities. Beavis, which is named for Jesse Beavis. He's a postmaster and a hotel proprietor. And friend of Butthead. I was trying not to make that joke. Thank you, Nick. Then there is Mount St. Joseph's. It is, it was within that zip code, is the Sisters of Charity. And because it is zip code specific... The IRS recognizes it as the eighth most generous zip code in the U.S. I could not find the other ones. But then again, I also was doing this the last minute and I didn't spend too much time looking for the first most generous zip code. So now out of the cities, villages, townships, census designated places and unincorporated communities, I looked at the whole list. The best name of all of it is a census designated place called 16 mile stand you want to guess why it's called 16 mile stand because somebody had a stand that was 16 miles from cincinnati yeah you're, you're pretty it's 16 miles from cincinnati and they made pretty a, much they had that's like a it fruit snap it's stand. literally it's based on the distance to, to from that place to cincinnati i just thought that, i'm like man that is a, that's, a, that's a cool fact though i i'm like i thought it was gonna be like there was a last stand here and they pushed the enemy back 16 miles nope it's just the distance that's all so what kind but, of stand was it? What were they selling? Lemonade. lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're selling lemonade. Um, the oldest neighborhood in Cincinnati is Columbia Tusculum. I'm saying that wrong, but whatever. And it was founded in 1788. What year was Cincinnati founded? Do you know that? I didn't look it up because I wasn't looking for Cincinnati. I know you things. weren't. 1790 is when the Hamilton County was, not Cincy, I'm sorry, Hamilton. The neighborhood predates the county. Yeah, that makes sense because 
like European settlement started in 1788 when yeah. Sims bought land for his own money. Yep. <laughs> he paid Sim- himself. He 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 paid with the money he made. All right, so Hamilton is Hamilton County is one of the original counties of Ohio. But there were other counties that were created out of Hamilton. Do you guys know those? There's a ton. I think we're. There's only a few of them. I think we're in one of them, actually. No, we're not. Oh. Well, if you, it depends on what, what era of Hamilton County you're going to say. There in was 17, a whole state at one point. Yeah. Well, we were the state of Hamilton County. Okay, so Hamilton County was founded in 1790. Then it grew, and then it was it broke up. But at the founding of the more of... Um, Butler and Warren. Butler is Butler and Warren, Adams, Claremont, and Montgomery. And Montgomery is also part of Wayne County, but yeah. But anyway, so Hamilton City used to reside in Hamilton County. And then... And then Butler took it. And then Butler in 1803 was created as a separate county, so it separated. So that is why Hamilton... Hamilton, Ohio used to be in Hamilton County. And then... In 1803, when all the districts were being, when all the county lines were being made, they separated it into Butler County. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, I figured it would be something like that, or it was just that Hamilton was a popular thing to name. I I could see that, yeah. Yes. Uh, In case you haven't already guessed, the county and the city were named after someone we're waiting in the wings for. Alexander Hamilton? Bingo. So the highest point in Ohio, do you know what county that's in? I know what, like, I can like place natural? it in a map, but I don't know the name map? of the county. Logan. Logan. So Logan County has the highest point in, it's in Bell Fountain. So I'm assuming, yeah. is this Hamilton have the lowest point? Yeah, Hamilton has the lowest. Oh, so we've got to be going somewhere with this. Yes. So lowest point, and it's the delta where the Ohio River flows out of Ohio and into Indiana. Makes sense. It does make sense. Um, do you know what the height? Now, this is not of the state because we just established that that's mm-hmm. in uh, Logan County. Do you know what the highest elevation of the county is? I don't even know what in elevation. Feet? No, 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 not the feet. No, but there's a point. It's a point on a map. Is it um, like natural or man-made? Man-made. I'm going to assume oh, man-made. Well, then it's probably one of the buildings nope. in Cincinnati. Oh, I was going to say the William Hunter Harrison Memorial, but I feel like that's wrong. It is the Rumpke Sanitary Landfill. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> I'm sorry, but doesn't... Come on, that's... What? That's not fun. Classic. That's a fact. That's not fun. So the entire, that's, a, that's a representative fact, I that feel is, like. That's sad, is the, what it the is. Entire Cincinnati, the, the entire city of Cincinnati is, is lower just than a, t- a pile of absolute crap. It is living, it, it in, is the living shadow. in the shadows of the landfill. Yep. Yep. Sleep well, Cincy. This one, this one is a little more in depth. The Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library has been rated five stars for nine years in a row. So it's a great library system. It's it's one of the top ten in the wow. nation. Oh, okay. That's a that's a better fun fact because I figure most libraries are rated five stars. No, they're not. This is like <laughs> this is it's an actual like library association oh, wow. or whatever. Okay. So these the parks, the park system of Hamilton County is number six in the nation. Do you think you guys think you can guess what the number one park system is in, in the nation? DC? Yes. It's like everything's everything's some sort of national monument park. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So they have they have a Hamilton County has a lot going for it. I have a few more th- I I mean I have other stuff, but I can 
Well, we're talking about parks, and I've Go got some, some interesting ones. Let's hear some history about parks. Um, so the there, there's a few other places that might qualify. They, they probably aren't referred to as parks in this, but I'll get to the one that probably is. The Fernald Preserve. Uh, Kelsey, have you caught anything about Fernald? Mm-mm. Um, I may be pronouncing Fernald wrong, but it it's a wildlife preserve that's maintained by the U.S. Department of Energy. Can either of you guess why the U.S. Department of Energy is maintaining this wildlife preserve? Because there's some sort of energy, something to do with it. Um, Very specific. Look, is it? Um, is it solar theo? Uh, theo? Is it the the thermal geothermal? Those, geothermal. Those are really good guesses. Is it hydro? Is it hydro? It hydrologic? used to be an energy facility. It was actually. Oh, did it used to be like some something nuclear? toxic? Yes, it used to be uranium processing. Yeah, which nuclear. Yeah, it used to be nuclear. Yeah, it used to be a for a long time. This was a uranium processing plant, which now makes me understand the whole Loveland Frog thing a lot more. Because <laughs> uh, that's not that far did they away. Ha- did they ever have a meltdown or something? They yeah. never had any. I don't know, but I don't have any no. record of it. it t- no, but it it's not. F- too far fetched to believe that, like secret something chemicals could have been out. something could have accidentally been contaminated. Like I mean, it's, it's, it's uranium. Not the weirdest conspiracy theory we've mentioned today. True. It actually took sixteen years to clean up this property. Oh, I'm sure it's still not clean. No, it's not, and they have really some very strict be. rules about oh, what you can and can't do. Oh, so that's why the there. Department of Energy is in there cleaning yeah. it up because they they know how to do it. Okay. Um, but wildlife has come back. There, I took the virtual tour YouTube video, and they actually show a picture that someone took of a bobcat there. So bobcats, like bobcats don't do well in in disturbed areas. They need, like, pristine habitat. And so the fact that bobcats have made it back into this preserve... So you're saying bobcats are indoor houseplants that react to everything. Yes. They they have a uh, small museum that details the history of the uranium facility that was there. But my favorite thing about it is that one of the trails that they have that you can take is called the Weapons to Wetlands Trail. Um, another park that probably doesn't count as a park to most people is Stricker's Grove, which is an amusement park. But it's not an amusement park in the way most people think of them. It's a private amusement park that is open to the public for four days a year, plus one 4-H fair. And the, the, what do you... So do you have to have a membership to get there? No, that's actually a great idea. Kelsey but, came up with it. Kelsey was like... Hey, we need to have oh, a amusement yeah, park, do. but you have a membership to it, or you have like certain yeah. number of tickets per day. Oh yeah, in line. yeah. I forgot about for that. Kings that, Island. That is great. Kings idea. Island episode. So yeah. that you don't have to wait in line for eight hours. Yeah. Well, you would love Stricker's Grove. Then you can rent it for your event, for your private event, for most of the year, except for the four days that it's open to the public. Hmm. How much does it cost? I to do rent love it? that. I didn't see that actually. Um, I'm not finding any. Yeah, it's it's ticket prices. Strange. You've got the the minimum heights for the rides. Well, okay, so what kind of rides are there? Is it like roller coasters? Um, it's a, there, they have two roller coasters. One of them was built by Ralph Stricker. Um, it's family owned. Okay. 
Ralph Stricker, they claim, is the only person in the U.S. to build his own roller coaster. That oh. depends on your definition of roller coaster. Yeah, and so they're like guys in their backyard that have like little roller There's one coasters. in Columbus. Yeah. Um, Do they have like a Ferris wheel? It's like around a that? full wooden roller coaster. So I think if you consider it that, he's probably the only person to do that. Yeah. Okay, so like, do they have a roller coaster? No, they coaster. have a merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. Do they have a Ferris wheel? Uh, they have a Ferris wheel. Okay. They have a tilt-a-whirl. Oh, they got that one that spins, that you're standing up and it spins, and mm-hmm. you get sucked into that. Oh, ball. yeah. Oh, I do see a Ferris wheel. They have wheel. a train. It's not a very big Ferris wheel, but that's a but Ferris wheel. But it doesn't matter. Wheel. It's a Ferris wheel. So, yeah, you can rent your own amusement park. So that'd be fun for, like, a family. That would be really fun for, like, a family. Oh, they got um, a scrambler. Did you say scrambler? Oh, you might I have. thought I did. I'd, you I might have. Might have. I don't remember. Tilt World. Um, they've got one of the Viking ship things. I was just going to say that. So, okay. So, who? Okay. So, do you rent out the people to run it too? Like, they, would you, you're, not, so. you're not expected you're, you're to not run it. You're your own ride. I was going to say, they're that's, not, that's a no liability that's... issue. <laughs> that's a liability issue. Yeah. That'd be really but, fun yeah. for like a family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the coasters at Stricker's Grove are the Tornado and the Teddy Bear. I think I can n- tell you which one's, uh, which more one, extreme. Which? It's going to be the teddy bear. They're the only two wooden roller coasters in Hamilton County. Another thing that you might consider a park that is definitely not in that park statistic mm-hmm. is Whitewater Village, which is a preserved shaker village. I saw that on the villages. I saw that in the list of villages. Is it still considered a village? Because nobody's living in the old town, at least. It's not a defunct. It's, yeah. Interesting. It is on that list. Um, they have docents that'll do living history workshops. The buildings there are shaker-style buildings, which means they're simple but elegant buildings. That's my favorite. Indo- my, 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 my architecture style is shaker, but my interior design style is industrial farmhouse. Not that you guys care to know that, but I, I, shaker I, is one of my favorite. I care very much to know that. I love this stuff. I, I almost went into interior design. So Whitewater Village... That it was founded by uh, the Shakers, who actually called themselves the United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing. It was a religious sect um, mm-hmm. with some very particular beliefs. We'll get into those. Uh, they were called Shakers by outsiders. It was an exonym because they shook during worship. I thought they were the ones that danced so much that, that it was like it would shake. And that's why they're called Shakers. Or maybe I'm thinking um, of something wrong. That's possible, too. Well, the Quakers were similarly named by outsiders yeah. for similar reasons. This was one of only 24 villages that were founded by the Shakers in the U.S. And hmm. the only surviving one of five that were founded in Ohio. The meeting house is the only brick meeting house. Meeting house was basically like a church. Their church, their meeting house was the only brick one left in the U.S., they supported themselves through agriculture and crops and agriculture and crafts and a major crop that they produced fed into their crafts. Um, they grew something called broom corn, which they used to make brooms. Broom corn is actually a type of edible sorghum. It's eaten in a lot of the world, but here apparently it's used to make brooms. And actually, like if you look at the seed heads, they kind of look like brooms. Um, that was one of their major products that they used to support the community. Here we learn that brooms are made from a crop, an edible crop. Never knew that. And well, not all brooms, but... Some. 
Yeah. Some. Yeah. And of course, it's corn because it's Ohio. Of course it is. Well, I, I, it's not actually a close relative to corn. It's sorghum, but we call okay, it corn. Okay, but isn't sorghum a type? Okay, sorghum a type of soy? It's it. No, no it's. I don't know. Plans, it's just guys. it's another grain, also referred to as like a certain type of millet. They're all different grains. Like oh, mill. Okay, it's a millet. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I give that to my hamster. He doesn't like it. But yeah, people eat it elsewhere in the world. I, I guess we just didn't generally get a taste for it in the West, mostly. But uh, the community was hurt economically because of the Industrial Revolution bringing craft industries down with manufactured goods becoming more popular. That makes sense. They also, the community also suffered because Shakers believe in absolute celibacy for everyone. So the only way the community could grow is if they adopted children or they brought in new converts. So since that didn't happen... They died out. Yeah. But well, I feel the, like they could have fixed that problem. I feel like they could have seen that one happening. I feel like yeah. there's a... Yeah. To be fair, that gives you a high incentive to make new converts or adopt children. Yes. But... But the, the, this particular community was already suffering economically at the time and so it was a lot of things just kind of coming together to end it but the building room but the buildings remain and they really are something special this year is actually the village's bicentennial which uh that's cool it's called whitewater village because it's on the whitewater river which according to wikipedia is a misnomer there is no actual whitewater on the whitewater river it just has a few rapids, which people thought looked like white water. I mean, that's, like, it's called white water rafting, so that kind of makes sense that if there's some rapids, yeah. that's why it's called that. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's it, it's the classic Ohio thing of calling a hill a mountain. The Miami Whitewater Forest is the largest of the great parks of Hamilton County. Um, and one really fun fact about that one is it has um, the, Shaker green, the, the Shaker Trace Nursery, which is they collect and preserve seeds from native Ohio plants. Oh, and it's I a seed arc. It's a seed arc. That's cool. They have seeds of more than 200 native plants um, are harvested and preserved. They grow a bunch. Um, Can you buy them? I Probably. That'd be cool to do like a garden of like heritage vegetables from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was started in like 1992. Yeah, I mean, you could probably get mm-hmm. some, yeah. So that's fun. Nice little seed bank. Th- that's yeah. really cool. Actually, very near to Stricker's Grove is Brown's Farmer's Market, which you reminded me of with seeds. Um, actually, selling seeds was a major part, uh, was another major part of the shaker economy. But selling young plants, nursery plants, is part of the economy of Brown's Farmer's Market, which um, in spring they focus on nursery plants, on annuals and perennials, annuals and perennials. <laughs> In summer, they do produce, um, with sweet corn being their specialty, of course. And then they also have fall staples like you pick pumpkins and hayrides, which got me thinking, why are hayrides a thing? Like, Because they're awesome? They are awesome. But like, who, who had the idea of, let's take people in this, this hay cart somewhere? Essentially, probably what happened is it was a tradition that was... M- m- Probably Amish, Shaker, Quaker, something of the original, you know, mm-hmm. something of one of those communities. And they would put, they'd put the horse with the cart and they'd have hay in it and people would sit on it and they just drive around 
and it was a fun time. I can almost guarantee that that is not what it is. And let me tell you what my that original, is that is how that is what my, my what the original hayride for Kelsey was. As you know, I grew up with horses. Were you were you traumatized by hayrides? No. As I I grew up with horses. Yes. Um and once a year we would go, we'd get hay because we didn't grow hay ourselves, but mm-hmm. um just down the road. I mean, you could see the field from my bedroom window. Okay. Is where we got most of our hay. And that was always the worst day of the year. Allergies? No, because I'm not allergic to hay. So I'm not allergic to hay. My dad's not allergic to hay. My mother and my sister both have horrible hay fever. So oh. they were always both exempt from this. So little Kelsey had to... So the hayride, I'm assuming, um, was from my hayride, especially when I was littler, I couldn't lift the hay bales. And like the way you do it is like the truck or the tractor's driving. We always used a truck. Like we always took my dad's pickup with a trailer behind us just because it could pull more. Um, so the truck or the tractor's pulling a trailer behind it, and the people on either side of the trailer are throwing the bales into it, and you got one person up on top. So I'm assuming that the hay rides are from the, that's from the, the the best part. No, we didn't bale. Okay, baling is done on a tractor. Okay, yeah. But I'm I'm assuming like the hay rides. Yeah. Are from when the children, because you know, back mm-hmm. back then, the children are the ones in. throwing the hay on there. Yeah, they got to finally be done, and they sat on the hay to be driven back by the tractor. Oh, and then you have fond oh. memories of that part. That's the one because you, you get to because you climb because you climb up to the top, top of the hay pile, and, and you know you sit there and you then sit there and you, you back. and you that's contemplate okay. your life as a child of a farm. Yep, gotcha. So that's what I'm assuming that the hay rides are. So you're not not fun like you. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the fun part of something that's not my, fun. My experience with hay was slightly different than that because I wasn't ever one of the ones who had to throw the bales onto the tractor yeah. or onto the trailer. I was the one driving the truck. How old were you when you were doing this? Single digits. <laughs> okay. Driving a, an F, a uh, Ford. Okay. Are you, are you doing like single digits truck. like six or single digits in like eight and nine? Probably eight and nine. Okay. That's, um, there's a difference there. Can't see over the steering wheel. Did they put you on a phone book? Nope. Keep the wheel straight, Kelsey. <laughs> that was my job. Well, it's, oh, this is an old, old F-150? Uh, not old, that old. old Ford? No. No, oh, okay. it was like a, a pickup truck that you still see going down the road. Like Okay. Yeah, so it, it would stay straight? Yeah. Yeah. So that's There's what nothing. I got to do. I, I was driving well. I was driving trucks well before. And then, you know. Was it a stick shift? Um, I would love to see nine-year-old Kelsey shifting. She, I would love to see 30-year-old Kelsey shifting. <laughs> um, you don't know how to drive a stick? I mean, I do. Oh, okay. In, like, In theory? I know how to do it. I would never trust myself with one because... Okay. I know how to do it. I've never tried. I've done it. So you know theoretically, Nick. Yeah. Okay, got it. I've done it in practice. You, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. But yeah, so that's... That's where I think a hayride came from. I could be wrong. No, that actually makes a lot more it sense. Could be, it, it could be, you know, all fun and games from the very start, but... No, actually, yours makes a lot more things, sense. Most, most farm-related things were never started out as fun. And then it just beca- and then mm-hmm. it became popularized as a fun thing. Yeah, Correct. I get it. Like, what, they, corn maze probably didn't start as a fun corn maze. Probably got started <laughs> as kids were getting lost <laughs> in the cornfields. And so people were like, maybe we should make paths so we can get out. 
Except they don't make paths in cornfields unless it's a corn maze. Well, maybe that's maybe they don't do it anymore. I I don't well, I know. Guess children aren't getting. I lost feel like as a maze. There's the mazes. The idea of a maze, like I mean, goes back to ancient Greece with the labyrinth. Yeah. Right. So the idea of a maze has always existed. Right. And it's now okay. Well, we're about to because once you once you take the corn out, like you, you have a window to you can you can take the corn out. We have a window for it. I can't remember. Harvest. You can harvest the corn, but you have a window to harvest the corn. So if you harvest it at the beginning and then make a maze of harvest corn, process that, and then you can just go and harvest the whole field. So I have a lot about the town of Harrison. Go for it. Go for it, I saw something about Harrison. Go for it. Um, Maybe it was William Henry Harrison, who is, of course, the namesake of the town. Actually, I'm not 100% sure because there's a lot of other Harrisons in that family who all were important to the founding of the county. Harrison, Ohio is right on the Indiana border. It was famous in the 1930s for its dog track. Now, dog racing today is kind of controversial. A lot of people are debating whether it's humane or not to have greyhounds racing. However, what they did at the time, I think most people today would agree was not humane. They had monkeys dressed up as jockeys riding the dogs. That would have been hilarious, though. <laughs> I understand. Katie. That would have been hilarious, though. You are the exactly the, the person that they were. Um, I am not. That was their demographic. I am not susceptible to marketing. I would not go to see that. I just, but you have to admit, I'm, the, the mental picture of it is very Sad. funny. I, it's I very admit, funny. I laughed before my second thought. Like, look, my is second it good? thought was that is horrible. It is horrible. My first thought was it should not was, happen. But yeah. you, but your first thought was to laugh. Yeah, because that is funny. Um, it was. Sorry, I don't see animal abuse as funny, but maybe that's just me. That's fine. I mean, yes, is if that were done today, yes, it's horrific. Don't do that. Back then, you can't put modern morality on acts in the past. Now, you can judge it and say, yes, we know that to be bad now. At the time, I I cannot fairly say they knew what they were doing was wrong. That's kind of how. Just because uh, it doesn't make it less wrong. It doesn't make it less wrong. It doesn't make it less wrong from a modern day sense, but you're also putting, putting a moral... Um, Putting modern morals in the past is one of the things that drives me nuts about a lot of true crime podcasts because it's like, well, they should have known better than to do this. That was what was done at the time. Does it make it right? No. Should they have done something more? Yes. But would the times, would they have even thought of it at the time? No. And I can't judge them for not doing something that wouldn't have even, in a hundred years, we're going to be judged for something that we're not doing now. Rightfully so. Is my theory. Is See, I, my, I don't know. I, don't, I think that we should be judged for it. And I think that. I think we should learn the lesson from it. Mm-hmm. Let's learn the lesson. But you cannot condemn us as a society now for not doing something when it hasn't even entered. I feel like there's levels it, of severity of things that. Because my immediate thought went to. So you aren't condemning the people who shut people all living pe- people up in asylums. You aren't condemning them because, whoa, buddy, 
The asylums of those times. The asylums of those times were in horrific. 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 You don't need to have today's morals to be able to look at people chained to a wall screaming and think, yep, that's the best place for them. According to according to modern medicine and science at that time, they were keeping them from being a danger to themselves and society. Lobotomies used to, the lobotomy where they used to hack them through mm-hmm. the that was considered a merciful operation. I do not think we can judge like the twenties with the were the asylums with what we know now. The asylums were bad at that time. They were bad. They were. I think that they were trying to do the best they could. I don't I think that they were. I think that most people were just getting them out of the public they were eye. Getting they them didn't out want of, to see that. They didn't. So they were like, all right, in you go. go. Off and, do, and that wasn't. Uh, yeah, and it was also thought that people of I think they of mental illness. At least that they were right. Not I don't think they that. did. I think it was, they did not think of people with mental illness as, as humans. As they thought about, they were humans. It was just, they weren't thinking properly. Therefore, they can't understand what's going on with them and that's not how that's not how it works i get that at the time that was the prevailing thought i still I, don't I, think. I, I i can't i cannot sit i would not if i if i do an action whatever that action is if i do an action i'm like in my best my best conscience with the knowledge i have today i have made a choice mm-hmm. and in a hundred years that choice is going to be proven correct or incorrect mm-hmm. i do not want I am doing what the best I can. What you did was still wrong. What, the, what I did is still wrong is okay to say, but, but to then morally condemn but me. But you were not necessarily in the wrong in doing so. To morally personally. condemn it and say that person knew they were doing bad at that time is making a moral judgment call they are not able to make. I mean, and I'm not condemning anybody. So really, we're all kind of on we're the, all kind same of the same, page. same page. We're just focusing on different elements of... yeah. So the dog track did... So anyway, the dog track. Dog track. The dog it, track. It uh, was ended in the 1940s because the race track, the horse racing track, was too much of a competition for them. And the reason why these race gambling things were a big deal here was that kind of gambling was illegal at the time in Indiana. So, of course, oh. you're going to put it right at the border. Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. Yep. Another thing came from Indiana that was not great for Harrison was an EF4 tornado that flattened part of the city on June 2nd, 1990. Still doesn't beat Xenia. No, it does not beat Xenia, which had an F5. There are a few F5s. And that was the one that they were considering taking up to an F6, theoretically, the F6, Xenia, Ohio. Ohio, Yeah, Yeah, that was a horrific tornado. That was bad. Uh, The one in Harrison bent 18-inch steel beams. What, where were 18 First inch of all, beams? Yes. Hold on, I maybe like know. 18 inches in diameter? 18 inch diameter. That's gotta be some sort of building or bridge. I was gonna yeah, say, I was point, gonna go with bridge. Is, I was thinking bridge or build. Yeah, that's gotta be something like that. 18 they were inches. 18 inches in diameter. I forget the length was several feet, obviously. Like uh, I was like, well, the, the, it's not that impressive that something that long is bent. It's impressive that something that wide is bent. I'll say it's like this big. 18 inches is what, about this big? Uh, yeah, nobody yeah. can see that, but... Um, yeah. I'm confirming with you two. <laughs> yes. yes. It's about this big. foot and a half. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a foot and a half, but yeah, like... It's about that, yeah. I had, to, I had to visualize it. Yeah, how do you... Be- also, one, how, how bent is bent? Listen, I'm thinking yeah. if it even has slight curve, I'm it's still impressed. Yeah. That's true. I'm saying, is it like it curved or is it like curled in on itself? 
Doesn't matter. I, still, yeah. I don't that think is it curled. Insane. I don't think it curled in on itself, but it definitely bent. It was bent. That tornado started in Indiana, moved into Harrison, and then moved on past Hamilton County into Butler and Warren. Uh, miraculously, though, there were only thirty-seven. There were thirty-seven injuries, but there were only thirty-seven injuries from this tornado, and nobody died. Wait, is that the whole path of it? Yeah. Only 37 across the whole path? Yeah. No. Across the whole path in both states. It says 30, it says nine fatalities and 253 that injuries. Nine fatalities was with the, and 253 injuries was the entire storm outbreak that produced like a dozen tornadoes across Indiana. Mostly. Oh, you're just talking about that one I'm specific tornado. I'm just talking about this tornado. one specific oh, tornado. Okay. Yes, okay. I was going to get to the other ones. Sorry. But the one. Spoiler yeah. alert, guys. <laughs> that was one of like five F4s that hit between Illinois, Indiana, Ohio that day. When was this? This was 1990. I don't remember this. Were you one? I was two. Yeah, I wouldn't have remembered it either. <laughs> how dare? I can't believe you can't remember that. I forgot how old I was in 1990. And also, then I'm like, you I thought you did for a second, too. I'm like, I'm like, does she know what 1990 was? Because she wasn't really that old. Also, we weren't yeah, actually. We it, were in Indi- We were in uh, Illinois at that time. We're in Chicago. You lived in Chicago for like, a f- yeah. My sister Lisa was born in Chicago. No way. Yeah. My mom, as a child, was caught in a, a F1 tornado. She was outside when a tornado touched down. It was a, at a bus stop. It was her, her two brothers, oldest, youngest. She's the middle child. And then, like, two other kids. And they all literally, like, put – there were two little ones, my my mom's younger brother and then another sibling. And they all started huddling together. And then they realized, like, something was happening. And the tornado touched down before the bus got to them. So they all, like, huddled together, put the kids in the middle, and, then like, were just on the ground, like, huddled together. It went away. The bus came, picked them up, and they were soaking. So – Well, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, my mom was in the middle of a tornado and it 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 affected her. But apparently, this is this is 5-year-old me. Okay. I hear this story. Oh no. And I am now terrified of buses. I refuse to get on and off the bus. Yes, because the bus is the villain in this story. <laughs> to me, she didn't have the bus. So the bus was bad. I don't. I cannot make it. Set, I cannot make it make sense in my head. Cause you, cause you, you knew what buses were. You probably didn't really know what a tornado. No, was I didn't. Then. So, so your your mind latched onto the one concrete thing in that story yep, that you knew. Yep, so yeah. So uh, the terror came from the thing that the terror yeah. came from the thing that exists. So I was terrified to get. I was so ready to get on the. Oh, granted, my my parents would sometimes drop me off at school. And they did that, like, for the first few days, and then it was I had to ride the bus, and I refused to ride the bus, so my parents had to drive me to school, and they had to come pick me up. So my counselor, my my mom still has this voice message <laughs> saved because the school counselor called her and said she finally figured out why. She was talking with me about why I wouldn't get on the bus, and I mentioned the tornado story. And my counselor called my mom and essentially said, so she's worried about a tornado on the bus? bus and she's just questioning like this is what katie's saying i'm not quite sure how it connects but here's what we're gonna do i she so she gave me a stuffed animal that could only ride on the bus it was a magic stuffed animal that could only ride on the bus and i was put in charge of it so i had to go on the bus with a stuffed animal get off and then take the bus back to school because you know you can convince a five-year-old of anything yeah so that is how I got over my fear of buses. 
Wow. I don't even remember having that fear of that fear because <laughs> I'm fine now. Because it lasted a week. It lasted it lasted long enough to realize I had a fear of buses and then like we're gonna nip this in the bud. So I don't have a fear of buses, I have a fear that was of tornadoes. Smart thinking. You have a fear of what? Tornadoes. That's like yeah. the only weather uh, weather that like natural out. disaster that I Well probably because it's so unpredictable. Yeah. Harrison so. also had a much smaller, much smaller disaster in I believe it was the thirties when they decided to build the village bandstand. The reason they built the village bandstand in the park was to replace a fountain that gave several children an, ex- an acute skin condition. So that's fun. But Harrison's hope home to a couple uh, interesting sites. There is 18 Mile House. Can you guess why it's called 18 Mile House? Is it 18 miles from Cincinnati? Yes, it is. Yep. They, they, that's they, what they I was about love, to guess. Yep. They love naming places after... Their distance from Cincinnati. It kind of makes sense. It started as a tavern and inn, which actually that really makes sense. That's like, that's hey, you're just 18 miles from the place you're probably trying to go. Or the place you're coming from. From. Right. Yep. There is a rumor that Lincoln stayed there at one point, And also a rumor that it was specifically attacked by Morgan's Raid. I don't, there was like, it was literally def- described as a rumor in Wikipedia. So we don't know that for sure. But it is a registered historic place. Someone's cousin's brother's girlfriend's ex who was working at the mall heard that it was Morgan's raid. Exactly. And also in Harrison, I've said also like 20 times, but yeah, also okay. in Harrison. That's all right. You, you're the editor. You can edit all that out. If yeah, you want. I don't want to. It's not going to be fun. I want to. I want it to be edited out, but it's not going to be fun. Anyway, um, in Harrison is... The American Watchmakers Clockmakers Institute. It's the headquarters for the American Watchmakers Clockmakers Institute. Want to say that one one more time? American Watchmakers Clockmakers Institute. There we go. I got it. There you go. That is a mouthful. That is insane. Um, But nobody knows what horology is. So that is officially the science of making clocks and watches. It's not what I thought it was going to be. I did not. Yeah. Well, what did you think it was going to be? The, uh, the study of whores. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Horology. Maybe it's orology. Maybe Literally. that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. But I think I think the pronunciation is horology because I think horoscope comes from the same root word. Of watches? Of like time related. It's time isn't, related. Isn't chrono time? Different language. One's, yeah. one's yeah. Greek, one's Latin. One's Greek. They exist to... Basically, advance watchmaking science, and they published the only dedicated clockmaking magazine. Now, the the name of this magazine is two words. Horological is the first. Can you guess the second word? Magazine. Times. It's the horological times. I love that. That's, That's cute. great. I like that. And you can become a member for one hundred and fifty dollars a year. Which sounds like a lot, but when you think about it, it's less than a nice watch. Yeah, but you don't get a watch out of it. You don't get a watch out of it. You can build your own. You can learn how to build your own watch. Um, They'll get you- To be fair, I do like nice watches. All of their DVDs. That's cool. I mean, I would never build my own watch Um, because I don't- That's not something that I would do. They also have courses on watch repair. That's cool. I feel like we need to become members for like a rotating 
and then just watch all the videos about how to make watches. I I read some of their, well, I, I skimmed through some of their materials that they had on their website and it is really complicated. Like, well, yeah. Oh, obviously. I, mean, I have stayed mostly on the western side of Hamilton County, but there is a bit of eastern Hamilton County that's not part of Cincinnati as well. City of Cincinnati kind of, it's mostly the center of the county, or Cincinnati, the city, is mostly in the center of Hamilton County, and it kind of goes east from there. So the western part's more rural. But there are a yeah. couple suburbs that are their own communities. Um, we briefly mentioned Loveland with its frogs. And its castle. And the castle is really cool. Castle is cool. I didn't have much going in in it because I thought I didn't know if we're gonna. I didn't know if we were gonna uh, feature it in the other castles of no, Ohio. But we can we can briefly. Well, the guy who founded it was really interesting. The castle itself is cool. Like I've been there. It it's, was fun. It looks like an authentic medieval castle. It is like that, it is a yeah. real castle. Well, because the so the the full name the real name is Chateau La Roche, which is named sure. after the. French place where uh, the founder, whose name I'm looking for. Harry. 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 D. Andrews. Harry D. Andrews. Mm-hmm. Delos. Harry yeah. Delos Andrews. Yep. So Harry Andrews served in World War One as a medic, and the place he served was called Chateau de la Roche, and he just shortened it to Chateau la Roche, which means rock castle. Which it's made of rocks. Yeah. Um, then people around just shortened it to Loveland Castle because obviously it's the only castle in Loveland. I mean, there might be a white castle, but uh, uh, some people say it's haunted. Uh, their website yes. says, if you believe in ghosts, the castle has them. If you don't, fine, be that way. Yep. Yeah, apparently there's there's this whole wall of like supposed ghost sightings. But and it's... this was built in like the 40s, so it. I <laughs> tend to be less... Trusting the, of stories of things being haunted. He started 20s? in like 28. Okay. That's what I had. That's what I found. Okay. I, I believe you. I didn't uh, check the, yeah, Do, the do you know why he started building the castle? He believed that the values of chivalry of knighthood were what was going to save society. Yep. So he created the Order of the Rose or something like that. The knighthood of I know I'm 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 getting Princess Diaries in there I forget what it was Knights of the Golden Trail Knights of the Golden Trail that's which is it. actually a Boy Scout troop yeah literally yeah well they took it from him they took that name from him because he's the one who came up with it well he led the Boy Scout troop he was yeah. a scout leader yes he and, yeah he came up with that name yeah. and they carried yeah. it on but this Golden Trail or whatever it is he was teaching them chivalry and he was teaching them how to be a knight and they're like well we can't be a real knight real knights without a castle so he goes all right. If you guys go get the river rock, I will build you a castle, and he did. And put a lot of attention. And into put a, it. he put a lot of attention, to, a lot of the attention to detail in it. It is, it is a cool little place. It is a lot. It's bigger than what you think it is. He also became a medic in World War One because mm-hmm. he didn't want to do any of the fighting because he He's wasn't a- opposed to war. He was opposed to modern warfare. He believed that wars should be fought with swords. He's, he's, he wasn't a pacifist, but he was very much a, if you're going to kill me, you better be looking you better me in be the eye. You better be working to put the work yeah. in. Yeah, you need to be looking in, and you in know the what? eye when you do it. I love that. I agree. Yeah. It, it makes sense, I think, in some ways. It just, it's it's hard to imagine it happening. Just think, if he had just been born a few years prior, they kind of still used swords. Yeah. Yeah. 
This was a guy who had a 189 IQ. He was one of the people who have died officially and survived it in, in World War One. World War One, yeah. Uh, the way they phrase it on the website is he became undead. Yeah, you... <laughs> yep. Th- that has different implications today. It does. Um, He's eccentric. Well, eccentric, yeah. Eccentric, sorry. He's eccentric. Like, he is... But you kind of have to be to have your own castle. So you got about Loveland? Um, Castle? That is all I have about Loveland in general. Because actually, most of Loveland is not in Hamilton County. The castle is. The castle is, but Mm -hmm. most of it's in... um, Butler? Butler, thank you. I was going to say Warren, but I knew I was wrong, but I couldn't get out of that idea. Okay, so... I am going to talk about a few people. Go for so, it. So I did try to stay away from people who are from Cincinnati and like the suburbs of Cincinnati. However, I would be loath if I did not mention a few of my favorites from Cincy and suburbs. Is this where he comes in? And that list is Neil Armstrong uh, for Katie. Thank you. Vera Ellen, which is one of my favorites. Um, Doris Day. Doorstep. She might have also been one of my guests, the people. Yeah, um, yeah she was. Steven Spielberg is from Cincinnati. Yep. Um, Nick Andrew Lachey of 98 Degrees. Blessed Union of the Souls started there. Um, and I only say that because I love their one song, Hey Leonardo. Um, Walk the Moon is from Cincinnati. I didn't actually know that. They were formed mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. I don't know. If, okay. I don't think yep. all of the members are from there. But they were formed there. Yes. Okay. Um Roy, Ro- Roy, Roy Rogers. Rogers. Yes. Um, the famous cowboy who had uh, Trigger and Bullet, which Trigger. are two of the best names for a horse and dog that you can possibly have. Um, mm-hmm. And then Rose Lavelle. She is women's soccer. Okay. She's, oh. a, she's one of the big names in the, um, to the national team. Ginger. Right yeah. Oh, wow. She plays for, I want to say she also plays for uh, FC Cincinnati. Okay, so those are the people that, those are some of my favorite people from Cincinnati. But like I said, I did try to not go with Cincinnati. So like, like I said, we already talked about Anna Sims, the wife of uh, William Henry Harrison, and then Benjamin Harrison, the 23rd president. Uh, They were both from North Bend. Another good person is uh, George, and I'm going to butcher this name, Reeveshul. Anyway, he invented Benadryl in 1940. Woohoo! He's from Lachlan. We love Benadryl. Not yeah, Loveland, love- but Lachlan. Lachlan, not Loveland. Lachlan. Lachlan, yeah. Um, so yeah, he invented it in 1940, and it was FDA approved in 46. And then I think just a few years later, it was approved for over the counter. Merle Robbins, ni- he was uh, 1911 to 1984. He was from Milford, Ohio. He invented Uno in 1971. And ironically, he invented Uno to solve an argument. <laughs> oh, I, that is brilliant. I, oh. I, Wait, I actually laughed out loud when I read that. <laughs> what's his last name? Uh, Robbins. Yeah, they sold it to whoever. This was Hasbro, I think. Yeah, I yeah, think okay. so. Yeah, the, it was, the argument was um, like how Crazy Eights was supposed to be scored or something. And I was like, but to be fair, so you created... Probably the second most argumentative game America has ever seen. But to be fair, the instructions are on the cards. So there is a, there is a, it's easy scored, it's easy scoring. And then 
The instructions are on the cards. I can see where the idea was. Uh, no, but I that totally, is yeah. hilarious. It doesn't but cause that is, arguments. It causes fights. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. You are not wrong. And then my, my last person, well, not really because I have another genre of people. Okay. But my last person is from Cincinnati. And we can touch more on this. Yeah. But I had to mention him. His name is Shadow Hair. <laughs> and he was a vigilante from 2005 <laughs> to 2010. I think I remember this. Oh, my. I think I remember this. I had to make sure that I wasn't actually clicking on a cartoon or a comic book <laughs> yes. character. I gotcha. But he had a cape. And mask in a suit with a hair on the front of it. And he just patrolled Cincinnati looking for crime. Hair as in the rabbit-like animal. Correct. H-A-R-E. Yes. Yes. Apparently he actually made uh, made Made citizens arrests. I think I remember this in 2005. I'm on Wikipedia. They list his occupation as real-life superhero. So it. yes, Cincinnati had their real own real life uh, superhero slash vigilante. Do you got anything else, Nick? One more thing from one of the suburbs. I was say I have one more thing. Me too. Look at us. You know what else was born in Cincinnati? Gorilla Glue. No way. What? That's cool. In 1994, I thought it was much older than that. No, I, I remember it becoming a thing. Huh. No, well, no, because we were we would have been alive for pretty much the whole of its existence, Nick. Yeah. So the founder, that. Mark Singer, was on a trip in Indonesia when he found a specific glue from Denmark that was used in making Indonesian teak furniture. And he was inspired by this. He bought the rights to the Danish glue and marketed it as Gorilla Glue. And the headquarters is now outside of Cincinnati, which is why I can talk about it. In Sharonville, Ohio, which is one of the eastern suburbs very near Loveland. So they should have called it frog glue. Yeah, Mm but gorilla glue. But that would be in competition with frog tape. No offense, but if I was going to choose between frog glue and gorilla glue, (laughs) I would choose gorilla glue. Yeah, gotta be honest. Look, the gorilla glue epoxy is Mm -hmm. insane. Yeah, that's one of those things where the thing you glued together is going to break before the glue bond breaks. Love Gorilla Glue. Go ahead. I'm sure that there is a local name for this, but the official name is the Pyramid Hill Sculpture Park and Museum. Hmm. It is an outdoor art installation and garden. That sounds fun. It it looks like a lot of fun. If you go online and look it up, it looks like a lot of fun. So this is kind kind of going back to Cincinnati. Um, It's the Spring Grove Cemetery and Arboretum. And not two things you think of together. Correct. But then when you kind of think about it. It does make sense. It does make a lot of sense. Um, It's actually the third largest cemetery in the United States. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What's what's the largest? It's got to be Arlington. I would imagine. Yeah. I would imagine the largest. Because they're still putting people on that. Well, yeah, but it's also like super exclusive well no no it it just it just covers a lot of land (laughs) um but anyway so there's some notable people buried there that i wanted to talk about some middle people notable oh notable notable not middle people no not middle bernard kroger is buried there the founder of kroger Kroger. 
Okay. William Proctor and James Gamble are both buried there. Of P&G? They are brother, brothers-in-law. Really? Yes. Yes. I did know that. Their wives were sisters. Alfonso Taft, uh, the father of William Howard Taft. Oh, The cool. president. Mm-hmm. He's buried there. Um, but Taft himself isn't the, the president. Didn't one. say. I feel like it would for... say, if his dad was mentioned, I feel like he would, yeah. also, be he would also be mentioned. I guess so... there, there's probably a Taft memorial somewhere around there, though, because he was from Cincinnati. But maybe yeah. he was buried in the D.C. area. He might have been. Might have. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're going to get into a couple people that nobody's ever heard of. Okay, so here's Emma Lucy Braun. Oh, Emma! <laughs> right? <laughs> she was the first woman elected president of the Ecological Society of America in 1950. She founded the Cincinnati chapter of the Wildflower Preservation Society in 1924. She was the first woman president of the Ohio Academy of Science. She was the first woman inducted into the Ohio Conservation Hall of Fame in 1971. She was fantastic, and we should all have known who she was, because way to go, Emma, or Lucy, however you want to be called. Um, she looks very kind. She does look kind. Um, I th- her sister was also like a really big. I think her sister did moths. But yeah, like she's got a collection in the Smithsonian Museum. According to Wikipedia, her author abbreviation is E. L. Braun. So you might in botany, if you ever did botany or looked into botany, you might have heard that. I might have. It's entirely possible. Yeah, and she's uh, four plants were named after her. I'm not saying any of those names. They are all Latin and very difficult. Don't worry about it. We're not going to judge you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so that's Emma. And then my last person is Nicholas Longworth. The Longworths are kind of famous in wine. This was a very big wine thing. So Nicholas Longworth was, he was both a winemaker and an abolitionist. He is rumored to have been the inspiration for Uncle Tom's Cabin. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. He, he he hid the uh, runaway slaves like in his basement, oh, okay. and then you know sent them along. Anyway, so he's considered the father of American grape culture. He used Catawba grapes to make Catawba wine. He made both still and sparkling. Um, and his sparkling he like shaped it after champagne. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, his wine was in demand from literally California into Europe. Everybody loved his wine. Um, they can. They actually compared it to uh, grapes grown on the Rhine, and oh, wow. they like were like Ohio is going to be really big into wine, and they were right. Spoiler alert. Um, spoiler alert. Spoiler happened. alert. Uh, he founded America. They probably expected people to know about that. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, he that he founded America's first commercially successful winery. Unfortunately, it isn't really any anymore but still first one first one i think it i think it fell out of i think like it stopped working because like the war i was saying the, a world lot war of, one world I war say. one and world war two were really devastating to a lot yeah. of businesses um actually like, i'm gonna guess it might be prohibition no it started in prohibition didn't i thought you said it no he was he was uh 18 or, i'm sorry 1783 to 1863 he was old oh so he was bef- so he was before prohibition then yeah um, no, I don't think it was Prohibition. I swear. No, I'm saying he was before Prohibition, right, so it no. wouldn't have been Prohibition that took his company down. No, he was 
I think he died before it yeah. went away. Yeah. yeah. So it could have been Prohibition. I don't think it was, though. Yes. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow uh, published a poem in his wine, Ode to Catawba Wine. What? For a second, yeah. I thought you were going to say Longfellow was buried at... Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> at that cemetery, like, and it's like... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just going to... Oh, that's cool. I'm just going to uh, insert him in at the very last... By the yeah. way. By, BT by dubs. the way... Um, why doesn't it, I swear it said somewhere why their winery went up, but that's okay. Sorry. I swear, I think it was, um, I think it was the war. Oh. Wow, it was a war. Not the war I was thinking. What war? Civil. Really? <laughs> so I knew oh, it was a war. Wait, was it raided by Morgan's Raid? No. Oh, oh that, um, that would have been great. Not really. Yeah, really, no, no, really full circle. Been, <laughs> it really would have brought it full circle. It really would have brought it full circle. Um, anyway, that's all I have about that's, that's Hamilton County. That's all I have about Hamilton County. Well, Nick didn't think we were going to have anything, and we've got three hours of Hamilton County yeah. plus. Um, well, we have well, it wasn't other all about Hamilton County plus but, other things. Yeah, but you have at least two episodes here. It's going to be one. It's, it's going to be one. You could do two if you. Oh, he one. he's cutting out a lot. He's cutting out a lot. I know. We we covered everything in in Hamilton County except for the most obvious thing about Hamilton County. Which but we, we will, will cover get that. To. We'll get later. There. We got plenty about Hamilton. So, thank you for listening. You can find us basically anywhere you can find podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. And if you want to continue the discussion and tell us your favorite parts of Hamilton County, or if you live there and what we got wrong. Uh, head on over to our website, uh, which is the Ohio Bubble Podcast dot podbean dot com, or you can send us an email at the Ohio Bubble Podcast at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Instagram at the Ohio Bubble Podcast. Guys, we did it! Yay! We're getting there. One, two counties down. Two counties down. Eighty six to go. Well, later. Thanks. Bye. 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 Are you going to stop recording?